Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin. And my guest today is the founder of A1 Performance, Mr. Greg Fenner. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me, man. Always a pleasure. Love being on here and talking shop with you, man. Oh, yeah, man. Listen, it's it's always great catching up with you, man. You're doing great things out here. You got the, you're, you're teaching, you got your training business. So life is looking up for you. Nah, I appreciate it, man. It, it takes a village. So I got good people with me. Uh, first of all, how you been, man? I'm good. You know, uh, first off, it's the end of the school year. So, of course, that brings everybody a little bit of joy. Um, you know, it's the end of May. Weather's nice coming off vacation. Uh, everything is going well. And um, this coming weekend will be the first of three uh, move-in days that I plan for my new facility that I'm opening in July. So we're just hoping to get a lot of the equipment knocked out. I uh, got a, a lot of my clients. Um couple flag football teammates, a couple of people going to help me put some stuff together. You know, we already got the infrastructure taken care of with, you know, the rubber flooring, the drywall, uh, the turf fields and stuff. So now it's just equipment. And then um, hopefully mid-July, we can get this thing going. Hey man, hold on. You said your own facility? Yes, sir. Um, over the uh, Dulles Sportsplex over in Sterling. Uh, about a month and a half ago, I started working with a couple programs over there. I'm doing a youth flag football program and a youth uh, speed and agility program. I'm coordinating the lacrosse program. So uh, they let me turn the upstairs spot into a uh, fitness center. They actually did not have one beforehand. So now I just want to put a gym in there and make it my new home. So you mean I had to record a podcast to get this news? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm sure, uh, you know what, it, it was bound to come up when we talk about, you know, uh, the ultimate fighter new season uh, at one some point. So you were going to get it. <laughs> wow, man. Congratulations, brother. Now, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. It's been a, it's been a long time coming. man. you know how it is to buy a house. It's nice to have something that's just yours. So this, this is, it, it, will this be your first facility? First one that is legitimately under my name and insurance? Absolutely. Wow. How long have this, how long has this been in the works? Uh, to be honest, about mid uh, mid March, you know, we uh, we found out uh, back in February that uh, the gym that I'm operating out of now is going to be bought by a contractor at the end of September. They're going to turn it into a data center, so we got to be out of there. And I didn't want to wait till summer to find something, so I started looking around. And you know, a good friend of mine that I went to middle school and high school with, um, she is the assistant manager over at the Sportsplex. So she asked me to come in and help with the coordinate, coordinate these athletic programs. And I told her, you know, I'll, I'll absolutely do that, but I'm also looking for a new home. So from a property standpoint, what's in it for me? And she delivered. Was this always a part of your plans or did this data center closing yard kind of create a new plan for you? You know, it was always part of the plan. Uh, you know, I always had the what. I didn't always have the how or the when. So when that whole thing fell through with, you know, the whole data center thing, you know, it really, you know, it was God forced my hand, like, like, I'm going to put something in, in your grasp. You got to take advantage of it, though. Like, you, you don't, fate doesn't call upon us at a moment of our choosing. So you just got to answer the bell. Wow. Did you, did you, uh, did you have any doubts or any hesitation about moving forward with it? You know, I did from a standpoint of, you know, cause versus benefit. What am I going to have to give up? to make sure that I can man this ship properly. Because if I do it, you know, if you're going to be the captain of a ship, you got to go down when it goes down, you got to navigate it. It's yours, you know, and um, the, the, the place that I'm at now. And even when I was working at the other facility over in Fairfax, you know, when you're just renting, something doesn't mean as much to you. 
you know, you can come and go as you please. And when things really go bad, you're like, well, I mean, I only got to deal with about 20% of this. So that's that. With this, it's like, look, whatever goes bad, whatever happens, you know, any liability, everything that might happen, it falls under me. So it's, it's, you know, it's having your own kid versus having a niece or a nephew. Wow. I mean, how on a, on a, on a scale of one to 10, how excited are you about this? Probably 12. <laughs> Probably 12. Wow. Man, I'm, I'm really excited for you, man. I'm proud of you. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Thank you. Like I said, a lot of things don't happen without good people around you. And a uh, good friend of mine, DeAndre, who I used to coach with, he's been my contractor through the whole thing, doing all the infrastructure. Um, one of my clients um, actually introduced me to the gym that has offered us a sponsorship. And they're the ones that uh, Adamant Fitness is who I'm going to be working with. They're supplying probably 80% of my equipment that I'm going out to Springfield to go pick up this weekend. You know, this is really all the culmination of having good people around me. You know, I definitely didn't do this by myself. Now, how would this affect um, your teacher career? Are you are you going to continue to do that? or? Absolutely. You know, okay. um, I'm... I'm I'm at a point where, you know, 15 years teaching, you start to really get the benefits and, you know, you see those pick up in those packages and such. And in the fall, I'll be in year 12. So I'm like, I'm already here. There'll be no point stopping now. But also, you know, from the everyday structure it provides me, the network it provides me, being able to work during the summers because I'm not teaching, Christmas break, spring break with so many things. You know, at this point, and also my department chair, my boss is amazing. It lets me teach pretty much the classes I'd like to teach. I've got no reason to leave. If anything, you know, I've got a timetable on how long I'm going to be coaching high school sports. That's going to be the first thing to go for me. Really? Yes, sir. Wow. So so once you stop coaching high school sports, is it to move to the next level or is it just to stop coaching, period? It's to stop coaching, just to, fo- you know, focus on the facility, focus on my program and really just invest in myself. Let me ask you. So, what, you know, the timeline and I'm not going to ask you because you may not want to disclose that. But let's say another coaching opportunity was to come along at the next level. Would you take it? Absolutely not. Wow. You know, and I say that because there was a point time for me probably 2017 2018 where co- coaching college football was really the direction i wanted to go in yeah, but, you know, know. With, with the uh yeah yeah you and i we spoke about it but um you know just the the friends that i have in the industry the former teammates that are now gone that route it's amazing how many of them are like man stay where you are because it's it's a different world you know and it's a lot of times And actually, Tony Wiley was telling me about this when he was talking about some NFL teams that he wanted to connect me to. The reality is you got to go backward to go forward. Mm -hmm. And I'm at a point now where where I am, especially Loudoun County Public Schools, our salary is great compared to a lot of uh, school districts, our facilities, our benefits. There's so many things that it's almost like I'd really be going backward to go forward. And I don't know that living with somebody, sleeping on a couch greatly reducing the lifestyle that I've literally, you know, worked day in and day out to create, getting rid of that is something that I would do just for, you know, a job that in many ways is temporary because coaching college sports, you know, a good friend of mine uh, that used to coach at Old Dominion, Zon Burden, he's now the wide receivers coach at uh, Duke University. He told me a long time ago, he said, man, before you decide to jump in this pool, understand something. I might have to uproot my family, move my wife, kids, whatever the case may be because an 18 year old can't learn the playbook and now we lose the game. Mm. 
So when you really think of it from that aspect, you're really rolling the dice on a couple kids, essentially saving your job. You're as good as your kids. I don't care what anybody says. Mm. Am I, so is it, is it an exaggeration for me to say you pretty much gave up on that dream of coaching? You know, I, I don't know that it's, I don't know that it's, first off, it's not an exaggeration because in the end it's a results-based industry and the result would be me not doing it anymore. So, I mean, you're valid there. Now, the only part where, you know, I, I would go back and forth with you a little bit is I don't know that I gave up the dream as much as I finished my, what I believe was my mission and I'm moving on to something else that's still under the same umbrella. What would you say your mission is? Because I'm, I'm really fascinated by this. Well, you know, in, in the short term, as far as, as coaching high school sports, I never, you know, it's amazing. I never coached high school sports with the thought of, I want to win a bunch of state championships. You know, because it's, it's amazing. Because here I am sitting now as a lacrosse coach. I've got three of them. And I can't tell you the last time I wore any of those rings. What means everything to me is the kids that I won those championships with. The guys that were playing for me are now the kids that I've hired. Excuse me. They're now the young men and women that I've hired to be the, you know, the staff at the Dallas Sportsplex for the programs that I'm coordinating. Those are my summer coaches now. That's what means more to me than anything is the fact that I'm still going to grab a burger with these guys. Wow. What's that feeling like to go from now that they were once your, you know, once your, uh, that was you you coached them you went from coaching them to now they're your colleagues per se it's fulfilling you know and it's fulfilling because it's amazing how many of them still want to call, call me coach or you know mister or whatever the case may be and when i tell them they can just call me by my first or last name they kind of get this look on their face and i'm like dude that's where you are now <laughs> i'm like you gotta understand dude that's that's where you are now okay we it, both of us got to make this work together it's it's it, you know what I because I hear what you're saying, but it's 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 hard to do because I, I have a um, teacher that I'm really close with. Um, his name his name is Derek Robinson, and he's like a really good friend. But he was my teacher, and I I can't call him Derek. Like I just <laughs> it's a hard thing to bring yourself to do. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, we we're like like. I, so when I was in high school, he was, I was, uh, let's see, I was 14 and he was, he was literally like, I think like 22. That was like his first teaching job. So we're, we're kind of like, so now I'm 43 and he's like 50 or 51. So we're, we're like, we're both pretty much now we're, you know, now that we're older, we're kind of in the same age group. So it would look weird for me calling him Mr. Robinson, but just the just the the level of respect that I have for him, I just can't call him dirt. You know, and especially you know culturally, you know that's that's how our families raise us. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the day, we, we you'll never hear us call our parents or our, our parents' friends by their first names. Right, right. You know, so it, it it's ingrained in us to a different level. Yeah. Man, I'm I'm really I'm just like I wasn't expecting to hear this news about that. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna be honest, man. Year. It's still I'm still getting used to talking about it. Mm. It's great news, though. I mean, no, I it, it you know, and sometimes you really got to mention things and say them out loud to bring them to fruition to really understand, you know, what it means to you and what it is. Because I mean, yeah, now 
even for myself, there's a different picture painted. It's just interesting because it's the first time publicly that I'm, you know, airing out exactly where this is going and this and that. But it's it's you know, it's a great feeling, man. It's it's fulfilling. Very fulfilling. Is it is it nerves? Does it make you a little hesitant to talk about it? To be completely honest, no, I'm not nervous about it at all. Okay, that's good. You know, and, and it's funny because uh, one of my flag teammates asked me, they were like, so when you do your, um, you know, so when you have your opening and this and that, like, I mean, I could see you just kind of being overwhelmed. Do you think you'll cry? I was like, dude, the time to cry was lifting all this equipment out of the, out of the warehouse. <laughs> I'm done with that. No, we ain't crying over nothing. We got to go. <laughs> no, I'm done. We're past that. <laughs> the tears in the past. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say this because I one thing that I really enjoy about you, like um, your training style, is because yes, you you're, you're great with the athletics, the physical part. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, you are really, really great. Excellent at the mental part. And I'm gonna tell you how I came to that conclusion. I was watching this, I watched two videos you did. Um, you broke down speed and power training. We're gonna talk about the speed first because what you did, you actually define speed. And I know that sounds like, okay, he said the definition of speed. But I've never heard the definition of speed. And I and I think you could correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like knowing the definition of speed can actually help you get better at it as opposed to not knowing the definition of speed. Oh, absolutely. Because now at that point, you know, you're starting to really understand the how and the why. You know, and I think everybody, it's amazing. And what I've learned in coaching, sports performance, as simple as people just sitting down in your house watching a game. Everybody's watching the game. We know what we're watching, but everybody's not sure how it's happening or why they're doing what they're doing. And I feel like when you really understand those, you understand it to a different level. Like, again, for me, there's nothing more fun from a sports perspective than watching a, a UFC fight or a boxing match with you. Because I feel like we are two people on the same wavelength watching the same thing because there's an understanding of it because you put in some effort to understand and study. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it, it's the reason I, I, I like, you know, doing the videos that you've talked about, especially, number one, I'm going to be completely honest. If it wasn't for grad school, I wouldn't be doing them. So I'm glad that, you know, God ordered my steps to go back to school and actually study it. You know, but the other part of it is I, I just I think about how overtaken i am with information sometimes and i'm like this is fascinating i wonder who else would like to know this yeah it was, <laughs> do you I, I know you know it so i want you to tell people what what the elements of speed are oh man speed is honestly stride length times stride frequency and how fast we can produce this speed and get up to speed with our power is our acceleration and how fast we can get up to max speed, depending on how much distance we're trying to cover, is our max velocity. That being said, your stride frequency, known as turnover, and your stride length, whether it's you know genetics for the most part, is really what produces speed. You got to have the turnover and the stride length to produce it. You see a lot of people that have great turnover, but you know he's a five eight sprinter. It's going to take more steps to cover that distance. You see some guys that have you know great stride length. They're six four guys 
but they don't they they don't have the turnover. They're not as twitchy. Then you got some guys like Randy Moss who have both of them. Mm. You know, he's got great acceleration out the gate. He's flexible. He's got great turnover. And he's 6'4 with a 6'7 wingspan. I mean, his lower extremity can cover some ground. That's really the formula for it. Did you notice as a as a youngster or this is something you learned in grad school? Yes, but in the most basic terms ever. It's the verbiage and the terminology in school that makes it make even more sense. You know, because, you know, growing up, well, he's powerful. He accelerates. Well, he's not that fast. He just got long legs. Well, long legs is the stride length. Him being able to be twitchy and fire out, that, that's the frequency, how fast he can flip his feet and flip his hips and run. You, when you really learn the mental and, I mean, the, uh, you know, the academic part of it might be the better way to put it. The verbiage puts everything into perspective for you. When you when you're explaining this to the to the uh, people you coaching, do they ever look confused? You know, more times than not, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and, and and you know what I've what I've based a lot of my coaching style off of is I'm very metaphor and analogy based, and that comes from being such a hip hop fan. There were so many things growing up in school I didn't understand until I turned on Illmatic. I didn't understand politics until I turned on, you know, White America by Eminem. So I was like, okay, but the way he broke it down, he spoke my language on that one. I got to speak these kids' language. I, you know, it, it's amazing. So many adults, teachers, coaches, they get more and more frustrated with kids because they expect them to be an adult. And what I try to tell these, these men and women is, guys, we got to meet them on their level and pull them to us. We can't expect them to come straight to us. If they could come straight to our level, they wouldn't need coaches. Mm. so really think about you know it, it's how do you parent a child you know this i mean you've been going through it for x amount of years now you're like okay let me go down and, and explain what's going on if she knew exactly what was going on she wouldn't she, she'd be able to move out of my house next week <laughs> you know so you know I, I think that's where people lose what people lose is that patience of you know in order to really mold a young mind you first have to understand that young mind and meet them on their level so you can see what they see and guide it from there. You're a trainer and you deal with athletics a lot. Do you think, um, do you think there's enough emphasis placed on the mental aspect of sports and athletics? Not at all, because I, I, I you know, dare I say 65, 70% of these trainers that I've come into contact with, whether it's in person, social media, whatever, I see a lot of people just throwing out cones, ladders and balls and saying, go play. You know, and everybody talks about running fast, jumping high. OK, but when does he need to run fast? At what point does she need to jump high? How does she time that jump? You know, as far as, you know, and, and especially in sports like, you know, the golfs, you know, and um you know, what I call like the show sports, like it's really just one person going at a time doing their thing, whether it's professional weightlifting, golf, uh, figure skating, those things, you know, there's so much to focus on, but it's just within you. Whereas, you know, the competition sports, whether it's a team sport, boxing, I mean, football, basketball, you know, whether it's an individual sport, boxing, swimming, track and field, now you add a whole nother element of I need to study my opponent and I need to be proactive and reactive at the same time, which makes it high speed chess. That's where a lot of people I feel like don't place enough emphasis. Hmm. So basically what you're saying is if you're grasping the game from a mental aspect, it allows you to play faster. Absolutely. I mean, think about it. Here's the, it's so funny you say this. I'm going to give you an analogy. I gave one of my kids a long time ago about why preparation is important. I said, okay, 
you know where everything in your house is, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, if I said walk to your garage, you could do it. If I said walk to your bedroom, you could do it. Now, if I suddenly cut out the electricity, cut all the lights, everything's pitch black, could you still do it? Yeah. Why? Because I know my house. Aha. You take time to study it and you've gotten 10,000 reps in those hours of doing the same thing over and over again. That's the same way I need you to prepare for this game. Mm. Again, we're not always going to know where we're going. If you, I gave you a GPS, we're good to go. If I drop you in the middle of Idaho with no GPS, well, if we haven't studied it, we're probably going to struggle a little bit. Your okay. GPS is your preparation. Mm. What would you say? What would you say? What would you say an athlete's physical peak age is? Ooh, you know, it's hard for me to answer that because everybody peaks at different times. You know, there's there's a large majority of kids and it depends on, you know, when do when do their parents, coaches such introduce them to certain concepts? I played with guys that peaked in the eighth grade. And by the time ninth grade came around, he was average. I ran tra I ran track with, you know, guys and girls who, you know, high school ran these great times, state runner up this and that go to college never ran that time again on that same token i've got flag football teammates who at age 33 34 are playing their best ball that they've ever played in their life it all depends on at what point does everything start to make sense and at what point do you make it make sense at what point do you combine the mental the physical the sleeping the eating the nutrition when is, when do people peak in all of those that's when you peak now how do you great i'll be 35 in january i'm 34 have you do you feel like you've reached your peak? Yes, and I'm trying to get it back. <laughs> Wait, you know, you trying to get it back. You know, whether it's um, you know, ramping up my workouts, I haven't been running nearly as much as I need to. And every time I step on the field, play flag football, run or run around with the kids or practice, I can feel it a little bit. But the reality is, you know, it brought it taught me a lot about myself because when I was at when I feel like I was at my absolute best was 2019 through early 2021, all through COVID. COVID put me in the absolute peak condition I've ever been in in my life, mentally and physically. Wow. Because for the first time in a long time, I was able to just slow down, look at myself, think about myself, you know, see whether you're sitting in my room, whether I'm journaling or, you know, so many different things I was doing that taught me a lot about myself. And what I realized was for so long, ripping and running, I had been neglecting myself. Mm. And so, you know, during COVID, for all the horrible things that happened, and, you know, I would never, oh, God, I pray we never go through something like that again. Right. Um, what, I, what I learned about myself was, dude, I was reading a lot more. I was writing a lot more. I was going outside, just taking walks with my headphones on, just coming to peace with my mind. Uh, gyms were closed down, so I was doing a lot of, you know, calisthenic bodyweight workouts in my house, sometimes twice a day. All I needed was a deck of cards to tell me what to do. And truthfully, from the nutrition aspect, because it's 70 percent about what you put in your body, I was cooking every day. I was healthier than I've ever been. Mm. I mean, I, you know, I, I literally, you know, it, it's amazing. Probably I'd say, let's see, COVID really got bad March, late March, early April. By July, August, after being on that routine for three to four months, I mean, I literally felt like, you know, you see how at the end of the training scene in them Creed movies, how Michael B be feeling. <laughs> literally, that's how I felt. I was like, man, I could fight Drago right now. I'm in shape. <laughs> was you able to maintain it after that? 
for a while, yes, until naturally I kind of booked myself back up, which is why now it's really makes, you know, it, it really drives the point home that I was talking about earlier. The reason I could see my coaching career coming to an end is because when COVID hit, remember, sports stopped also. Oh. And so with that being said, once we got the green light to practice again, games again, you know, there goes my reading time. There goes my walks. Now I'm pouring all that back into everybody else. But it kind of hurt because I knew what it felt like to pour into myself and it felt so good. Mm. So I'm just at a point where it's like, you know, after see, this will be this will be my 13th year. If I can do, you know, 14 at the absolute max 15 years from then on out, it's about myself, my family, my business. You but you got you got so much going on, like with the teaching and, and now opening a new gym. You do, you do a lot of training. How do you make that time for yourself? To be honest, that's part of why I feel like I can never stop teaching. I need summers and winter breaks to absolutely regenerate. Uh, like if I was working a regular nine to five, I couldn't do it. So something would have gave a long time ago. And mentally, I don't know where I would be. Okay. You know, so I mean, you know, but also, you know, in with the gym, you know, the good part is, I've got two trainers that I'm bringing over with me that are going to be under me. I'm looking at bringing on the third. So I'd like to create something where it can sustain itself, even if I'm not there every day. Okay. Okay. Now I want to go back because you talk about you were doing a lot of reading. Is there one particular book or, or multiple books that stood out that helped you in your development during that time? Absolutely. The first book, and I recommend it for anybody listening to us right now, is called The Compound Effect. Hmm. Look into it. It talks about how everything that we do in our life from a routine standpoint is connected and it'll make it'll make complete sense of why you are where you are. Wow. You know, and you no, know, the other one, you know, uh, part of my language, but it's it's the title of the book was called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. <laughs> I, you know what? I feel like I heard about this book. Let me tell you why it's it's, it's an incredible book. Because, and actually, you know who recommended it for me? My principal. Mm, because he, he's just, an, he's an awesome principal. Former football coach. I coach his kids. You know, we talk every day during my break. Oh, he gets it. Awesome guy. Um, and the reason, and the moral of the story with the book is, you know, for, you know, intensive, for intensive language purposes, I'll just say care, right? Mm -hmm. We only have a certain amount of cares to give in a day. Don't waste them. Don't give your cares to things that don't care about you. Don't give your cares to things that are not life-changing or life-threatening. Mm. And it, 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 it helped me let so many things start to just roll off my back. Are they long books, quick reads? What would you say? Uh, no, they're, no, they're pretty quick reads. I mean, you can read a chapter a day and be done. In a James, still there? I can hear you. Okay. I said, is it a, was it a quick read, long read? How long do it take to read? And what would you say? Oh, no, you can read a chapter a day and be done in a few weeks tops. Okay, okay, okay. You know, because you know, that's part of the book of, you know, Compound Effect. It talks about, you know, well, now we watch more TV, so we don't read. Now we spend more time on the internet, so we're not cooking dinner as much. Now we're just going to order something. It's amazing how all this stuff is connected. It's a direct result of what we've done before. So, you know, for everybody, especially anybody, you know, whether, you know, you're working a nine to five, you know, head of a family, whatever the case may be, it's it's a solid read. Okay, okay, man, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna definitely have to check that out. The con the compound effect. Yes, sir. Okay, 
I'm going to close with this because, you know, me and you, we could we could go all night. <laughs> what what do you what do you what's exciting you the most moving forward? Uh, I know you got the gym, you got the summer. Like what what's what excited you the most? To be honest, you know, in in order, I would say finishing school, graduating again in December is really has my attention right now. Followed by opening the gym, you know, even though opening the gym comes first, that is, you know, my biggest priority is finishing school. And after those two, you know, I'm really excited about, um, you know, coaching football once again this season, because uh, last year my JV team finished undefeated and those kids are moving up to varsity now. So I, I'm excited to see what kind of team this is going to be. And, you know, I, I've said this last group, you know, when they're done, I'm done. Oh, wow. That's like, what, two years, maybe? Yeah, I, I'd say two years. Okay. Well, look, I'm I'm sure it's gonna be a great two years, man. Um, again, congratulations. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised about hearing you opening this gym, man. I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you, and I know you just got even more great things to come. So I'm excited to see it. Now, I appreciate it, man. And again, uh, you know, my father and I, we talked about everything you're doing with this podcast and everything. I'm excited to see what happens for you too, because you've got a real skill for this. Not only a skill, you have a passion for it. You know, and I'll listen to people talk about anything they're passionate about. Man, I appreciate it. And look, before we end, please tell the people how they can follow you, how they can get in contact with you. This stuff. Oh, uh, so my biggest, um, I'd say my most activity happens on Instagram, followed by Twitter. Both of them, I have the uh, same name, at Coach Fenner, A1. Um, and on, well, that would be my email. Apologies. Coach Fenner, A1 at gmail.com. On Instagram and uh, Twitter, I am at A1 underscore underscore performance. Please make sure you put two underscores. I've had people make that mistake and wonder why they ended up at a race car company. So at A1 (laughs) underscore underscore performance. (laughs) Well, again, man, congratulations, man, with everything. I'm excited about the gym. I'm actually come out there and see it, man. I'm going to make sure I get out there and see it. Oh, absolutely. We know we're going to have a grand opening and everything. And if you've played a part in this, you know, which you greatly have, you'll be front and center. So, yeah, you'll hear from me. Okay, I'm going to make sure I I'm going to do my best to get to that. No, I absolutely, man. And even if it's not for that, my door is always open for you. I appreciate you, brother. I want to take this time to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. I truly appreciate your support. You can follow me on Instagram at conversation underscore with underscore lamp. My Facebook is also Conversations with Lamp. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Again, thank you all for listening. Have a great day.